um, the great example I can give you is uh, we are we are here in the UK and the most popular index in the UK is the FTSE 100. Mm. Now, if we were to actually dive deeper into the FTSE 100, what you find is a lot of the big companies in the FTSE 100 are actually like, like tobacco companies, mm. you know, and companies that do oil and, and fossil fuels. Hello, welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you today? Yo, yo, yo. I'm cool, man. I'm all right. Um, at the point of recording this episode, um, we are in the month of February, which Come means on. we are towards the end of my worst month, which is winter. <laughs> well, it's not a worst month, but worst season. I really don't like the cold, Peter. And um, it means we are getting closer and closer to the sun coming out where I can climb up my shell and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Listen, listen, the days seem like they're getting a bit longer now, man. So I definitely know what you're feeling, man. Obviously, at time of recording, we're actually shooting on a Friday today. We don't really shoot on a Friday, but something interesting about a Friday with the weekend, work week being over, man. So I'm feeling quite good. Looking forward to the weekend myself, actually, you know. Yeah, man, same, same. I mean, this weekend we are back to playing uh, our weekly and sometimes sub-weekly football. Come on, come on. Um, we have done the teams. Um, I am <laughs> one of the captains and quite unfortunately, this week you are not a that team. Um, <laughs> and, and that does make me really, really sad, but it will be a very good and competitive game, I suppose. Come on, come on, come on. Back to football, healthy, living and all that. And even actually on the top of that as well, I know I've said it before, but one of our episodes that we're going to definitely do is an episode around health and how that links to personal finance, man, which I'm very much looking forward to. Oh, yeah, there's a huge link between our health and also our mental health when it comes to our personal finances. So that's that's really, really important. Um, and not just um, when we talk about me and our friends uh, for a football game for health reasons, but actually just meeting them and having this that community vibe is also something that's very important as well. Relationships are a very important part of our overall life. Absolutely, absolutely. But listen, man, just a massive shout out to our listeners as well. Wherever you are, we appreciate you. We recognize you. And yeah, man, just have so much gratitude for your support to us. Stay tuned, stay listening, keep downloading our episodes, keep leaving reviews. We do encourage you. You've never left a review on any of our episodes before. We just encourage you to even pause it right now and just leave a review, leave a five-star rating, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. Hopefully it's positive. And particularly if we've actually had an impact and you're always thinking, how on earth can you help the Woke Finance team? So that's definitely one way you can help us in addition to sharing, subscribing, liking, all of that good stuff. So just a massive shout out to you. But listen, Jax, man, um, I guess this is an interesting episode today. Um. And it's back to the world of investing, really. Now, ooh, depending on where one is over the last three years, there's been some really what I would call um, great opportunities to actually invest in the stock market. And for various reasons, I'll say one of the key reasons is, Jax, and I don't know if you agree with me on this one, but I feel, particularly even in this season and sometimes over the last three years, there have been some great discounts when it comes to um um i guess assets we can invest in in, in particular we're talking about the stock market um and 
I guess what what as all what we've also seen is um strange. Well, it's a, a phenomenon of what we will call new investors in the last few years, particularly during the pandemic. And we've seen a rising um, YouTubers talking about um, how you can invest. More and more people just talking about investing and actually starting and implementing. And it's been absolutely crazy in the in the last few years, so to speak. And, you know, on this podcast, we've spoken about how you can go about investing, what's the right way, um, what what opportunities should you be looking for, um, and mistakes, common mistakes that investors can make. But one of the things that we haven't really touched on, um, which we're going to touch on today, uh, Jax, is around the theme of ethical investing or how to invest according to your values. So on that, Jax, um, before we even go to how um, to invest according to our values, what do we mean? Why is our values important when it comes to investing? Yeah, so, so uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about understanding what an investment actually is. Now, we do have generally a primary goal of making a return on our money. And that's essentially why we invest, generally speaking. But we must remember that when we are investing, what we are doing is we are providing, sometimes the word is liquidity, or we are providing capital to um, often a business to continue its operations. And we are the ones who are basically giving them the money to do so, whether that is done through bonds, where we borrow their money, or more commonly, where we buy shares in a company, where we become part owners of the company. And so it is uh, for a lot of people, especially now, it's become extremely important, especially for us in the in the uh, profession of investment management, where clients are now coming on board and are very, very, you know, uh, eager to understand where their money is actually going because of what's happening in the world. A lot of climate change issues, sustainability and that kind of stuff. So it has grown hugely um, in, in, in my industry. And, and yeah, at the end of the day, like you said, it, the, the key thing here is understanding that you are providing capital. So you probably do want to know what your money is being used for and how it impacts the world. I love that because, you know, when you are essentially investing and, you know, it's very important that people understand that you are literally putting money into a business. You are helping that business to thrive. You are part owner of that business. Absolutely. You become a part owner of that business. And so I'll give you a very quick example. If if you are someone who um, wouldn't want to start a business that, you know, sells, let's say, cigarettes or some form of tobacco, then do would you really want to invest in it? Because it's exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. Whilst you may not be actively selling the cigarettes, you are actively actually providing the capital for a company to do so. So it's really important to understand that as a part owner. Well, and before we go into how to invest according to one's value, so to speak, you know, a prime example, we obviously know of the terrible things that's going across um, in Ukraine, uh, in terms of the Ukraine-Russia conflict. And when that happened, um, it's coming up to 12 months now, when that happened, there was a large pool of businesses that pretty much withdrew their own business from Russia. But anyone that still had links to, particularly if they were on the stock market, there was various, um, I guess, um, outcomes, negative outcomes as a result of that. And investors pulled out their money. But, you know, if people didn't really um, invest according to their own, everyone has their own different values, right? But a large part of why um, some investors pulled out was because it was a conflict of interest when it came to their own values. Yeah, and I think the key, the key word there is, is conflict of interest and actually being aware of your money, where your money is invested. 
Um, and that actually springs a very difficult conversation to be had with ourselves hmm. because um, I'm a huge believer um, in investing in a very well diversified portfolio of assets mm-hmm. in a very cheap way. And mm-hmm. often the way to do that is through index funds. Hmm. Uh, but of course, when you are invested in an index fund, you are investing in a whole wide range of different companies. Some may not be in line with your value system. Hmm. Um, the great example I can give you is uh, we, are, we are here in the UK and the most popular index in the UK is the FTSE 100. Mm. Now, if we were to actually dive deeper into the FTSE 100, what you find is a lot of the big companies in the FTSE 100 are actually like, like tobacco companies, mm. you know, and companies that do oil and, and fossil fuels. And that may not be in line with some people's values. And for that reason, they need to be more aware of, you know, whether they actually want to be invested in an index fund or whether they want to be much more in an actively managed fund that has a prospectus to exclude some of these names, or if they want to actually pick stocks themselves. And you know what's interesting is, is you know, we mentioned, you know, a popular index like the FTSE uh, 100, but even here in the UK, in, you know, if you're paying into a workplace pension, which hopefully all of our listeners are if you're here in the UK, if you're able to, of course, um, very much likely um, your company workplace pension may actually involve one of those uh, companies that you've mentioned where, you know, there's a conflict of interest. Yeah, that's actually a very, very, very likely, right? Mm. Because, um, and, and actually it's interesting you mentioned pensions because what a lot of people don't understand is how pensions work, especially mm. the one of the workplace. Uh, because it's automatic here, right? Mm. So generally speaking, if you are part of a company and you're age 22 or above and earning over 10K, you are auto-enrolled into a pension scheme. And if you don't want to be a part of it anymore, you actually have to opt out. Mm. Um, most people should, and we preach, you should be part of your auto-enrollment. You should stay in there. But it doesn't end there. Um, some people do end there because they know that it's a good thing to do and they just let it work in the background. But actually, mm. it may be quite important and intentional of you to actually see uh, what's actually happening with your pension and actually see you know where your pension is actually investing your money. Hmm. Uh, because a lot of the time, a lot of these pension funds are kind of outsourced to insurance companies mm. who then uh, will invest in a specific type of fund on your behalf. And 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 talking of that actually, and what's really been quite interesting in the last decade or so, you know, um, a lot of these uh, pension providers slash the um insurance companies, um, they also have other options such as so called ethical investing, or you might see other terms like ESG investing, which we'll go into as well. But unless one is, you know, proactive in actually looking at where their money is going, they may not even be aware that there are options um, out there as well. But we can definitely go into a bit more detail into that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess, that, like you said, it's about that intentionality, right? Uh, yeah. If you are someone who's big on, on investing, you know, in line with your values, then, you know, the great thing about today's uh, kind of technology advancements and just things doing better and, and innovation you can actually go in and sometimes even log into some of these platforms and make these changes online. Um, so if you are someone who you know wants to be a bit more intentional about that, um, you can get login details, login online, see where your money's invested. Um, a lot of the time, they'll even give you the breakdown of the different sectors um, that the company and different countries that the companies um, have invested in or the companies that or the, or the companies that the fund has invested in, where they're situated mm-hmm. and what they do. Um, then you can make a, a decision as to whether you, you are happy with that or if you want to make a change. 
Mm. And that's an important bit that you mentioned around companies, because again, some people, you know, may may not want to put their money into companies that are um, operating in particular in certain countries as well. Again, this is all about aligning with your own values. Everyone has different values as well, which we obviously recognize and appreciate. So, Jax, I guess going into it, you know, someone thinking, um, yeah, I have I have some values as well. I haven't really thought that much about it when it comes to investing. But, you know, I do have some values. How can I actually go about making sure that I'm putting my hard-earned money into, into businesses that I feel quite pas- positively passionate about? Yeah. I, I think the key thing um, I want to um, definitely remind people is everyone is entitled to their value system um, and everyone's entitled to how far they're willing to go. Um, so I'll give you an example of what I mean. So there were some people that I've come across that will say, look, um, as long as I'm not actively putting my money and making an investment decision to um, buy shares in a specific company, then I don't mind if I do have a bit of exposure in that company through an index fund, because it would be a very, very tiny part of my index fund. Mm-hmm. There are some people that have actually said that. And, you know, there are some people that will look at that and be like, well, uh, really, you know, you're still invested. But, you know, the key thing is to leave people to their own value system. And it's up to you to make that judgment call yourself. Um, so to ask your question, I think the key thing is to look at it two ways. We have um, investing, thinking about the exclusion of different assets or investing with the active, you know, actively looking for specific investments. So what do I mean? What I mean is you can invest and say, what I'm investing in, I'm specifically trying to exclude some names in my portfolio. Mm. I'm looking to exclude companies, for example, that engage in tobacco or engage in gambling or that kind of stuff. Um, That's what I'm doing. So it's the exclusion part that you're looking for. Or you could be someone who is more interested in actively looking for companies that may, you know, have a specific onus on kind of bringing up positive change, right? So companies that are more focused on being environmentally friendly and going for sustainable change. So it really depends on the route you want to take. Of course, you can combine both, I guess, and most people probably will if they are very much interested in in, in ethical investing. But the key thing is to start off there and ask yourself, well, do I want to start off with excluding certain names or or actively actively looking for certain names Mm -hmm. Um, as a professional? Professional in my industry, a lot of, there are some companies that we deal with that are actually charities mm. and um, they want to invest in line with their value system and mm. their value system could be completely different from another charity. Mm. For example, if one of our charities focuses on, um, let's say, pets, for mm. example, let's say cats or dogs, um, they may specifically tell us that, hey, we do not want you guys to invest in any company that do um, any form of animal testing mm. right that's very specific but you can have those values and that's why we say it's really down to your value system um or it could be a, a, a charity that's a church that may say hey we don't want you to invest in any company that derives any form of their revenue from alcohol mm. for example so it really comes down to those things mm. um and then there's the active side where you actually say look i'm looking for companies that are more into let's say renewable energy Mm. for example so that's that's where you start from hmm. i love that i love that there's the avoiding some of these companies that don't fit or suit your value system and then there's intentionally 
going out for companies where which does fit your system as well and is it common for people to have like almost a balance of both essentially yeah, yeah. And then I guess, again, you know, it depends on you, the, the individual, and what mm. you're really looking for, and what really matters to you. Mm. Like I said, there's some people that pay, place a much heavier um, allocation to certain things. So it's like, hey, I do not want anything to do with fossil fuels, mm. for example. Um, and then there's people that said, you know what, I'm not a big fan of fossil fuels, but ideally, I wouldn't want them in my portfolio. However, mm. I would prefer if you actively look for companies that do not, uh, you know, pollute a lot for example mm. and and it's interesting the bit on the funds on the funds bit as well where you know some people may feel okay um i'm not in the line with and we're using tobacco as an example because you know there's certain um i guess sectors which fall under the so-called sin stocks or so to speak but um let's say tobacco as an example it may play a very small percentage like less than one percent in the in the entire fund so you're quite comfortable some people might liken that to i don't know going into a supermarket you know you don't smoke cigarettes but that supermarket sells cigarettes are you gonna not shop there and help advance that supermarket because they sell cigarettes and things like that if that makes sense so yeah, some people exactly. i guess look looks at look at it in many different ways exactly and, and it's how deep you want to go right exactly yeah um you know you can say you're invested in a company but do you ever really know what a company is really up to especially mm. if it's a huge international company with so many subsidiaries you're not going to know exactly what each subsidiary is up to um so again yes it does depend on how far you want to go you may just want to say as long as you've got uh, you know an initial piece of information and you can make a judgment call on it then so be it but i think you have to give yourself some grace (laughs) (laughs) to understand that information asymmetry always exists you never really know 100 percent what's going on and even when you do you have to ask yourself you know how it's like those people that are um i don't want to use the word ocd but um there's a show that I watched once and then there was this kid who was uh, shown and taught about uh, germs and particles. Okay. Um, and then he wore some glasses that showed them all the germs and particles that were yeah. out there. <laughs> and he didn't want to go anywhere because everywhere was full of germs, right? And he ended up being just stuck indoors, right? Yeah. So, so you know, I, I say that to say, you know, yes, I'm not I'm not giving anyone, uh, what's the word? I'm not justifying anything. Yeah, yeah, giving yeah. anyone a free pass, no. But, you do have to be quiet. Um, give yourself some grace and give some companies some grace to understand that nothing's ever perfect. Um, and you have to be picky as to what you really value and what what you really don't mind. Yeah, that's interesting because if you're you know if you're looking for anything, trust me, you'll find it in anywhere. Like if you're looking for a reason to put down a company or business, or whatever, you'll find one anyone yeah. in any business. Yeah, interesting. There's an actual. Uh, behavioral finance term that that picks that up and it's called confirmation bias yeah um if you if you do have like uh, an ideology or you've been served an ideology that you kind of believe in what happens is you start looking for those things to confirm your ad- ideology and you normally find them and you ignore anything <laughs> you ignore no, anything that may contradict it <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, listen, so uh, I guess, you know, you've been speaking about like some of the methods people can use um, active uh, avoiding versus actively seeking. And you've given you've given one or two examples about renewable energies and stuff. Um, what more when we're talking about how can one um, in, invest in land with their values? What what could they be looking out for? Um, we spoke about renewable energies, anything else? And then how does one actually go about is it the same way just as if i was to 
invest in any other stock or mm. anything else. Yeah. So um, you you come across some terms, some technical terms like ESG or, or positive impacts or SRI, which stands for social social responsible investing. Um, it's about understanding what each one of these actually mean. So ESG has become extremely popular. It stands for environmental, social, and governance. And it's more to do with how companies are run um, as a company and, and rather than actually what they do. Right. So again, I'll repeat that it's more about how they are run rather than what they do. Okay. So um that's that's something that we, we focus on. And that's why unfortunately many people hear the term ESG and they automatically think it's pure ethical investing. And then they look at a fund that might have ESG in its name, and they will look at let's say the top 10 holdings and they will see a company and they're like, what? What is this company doing in an ESG fund? <laughs> right? But it's because the you know ESG is all about how the company is actually run more so than what they actually do. Okay. Um, so what's really important for anyone that's interested in investing in line with their values, um, you can be proactive in finding mutual funds, actively managed mutual funds that, you know, say they're going to focus on uh, social responsible investing and all that kind of stuff. But the key thing is to read um, the, the fact, the fact sheet, also known as the key investor information document, KIID. And in there, a lot of the time, they'll tell you what they're focusing on. Some will go um, in more detail as to what they're kind of omitting, for example, they will say they're omitting fossil fuels or, or, or gambling or alcohol or tobacco or, or any one of those things. Um, and then there are some that will not say that stuff, but they'll just put an ESG in their title. And that's something that you need to be aware of. Okay, so that's one thing they can do. If you are kind of trying to stock pick, then a key thing would be to actually it's more difficult for a retail investor, I must say, mm, because, mm. you know, as an institutional investor, you actually get to meet with these companies and you get to mm. ask the questions directly. Um, but you can uh, check their company's investor relations page and kind of browse around to see what they're all about. Um, but like you said earlier, Peter, I mean, how many hours are you going to spend trying to find something that, you know, you're looking for? You will spend those hours and you will find something that will mm. turn you off. Okay, so... For me, I think for the retail investor, the key thing is to first think about their value system, what they're really interested in, and to, you know, invest probably in actively managed mutual funds that actually meet what they're looking for and, and to, to the highest extent possible, because of course it's not it's not going to be perfect. Um, rather than single stock picking, in my opinion, unless they know, unless they're going for an actively kind of a company that's actively trying to make changes, for example, a company is actually trying to focus on the example we've used is renewable energy. Mm. Then you know that this is what a company is trying to achieve. But again, the company might be doing something completely dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> you would not know. So it's just one of those things that, you know, it's really up to you. But it's, it, I think it's more of a, a best case thing. You go for the best that you can do. Mm. No, I love that. And on on that, actually, when you're talking about, you know, the fact, the reading the fact sheet um you know if you have time going on to the company investor relations page checking out the annual reports all of that um what are some of the things that one should be considering in terms of when it comes to a company's main operations and we mentioned tobacco uh, i think we touched on things like um war and things like that but what are some of the other things that people should be considering yeah, you've mentioned some of them. So uh, there's tobacco, which is a very popular one. 
fossil fuels has recently become even more popular. You've got gambling, you've got alcohol, you've got, um, I forgot the actual technical word is, is to do with abortions. So companies that actually facilitate things that um, may allow abortions, for example, if you're someone who's quite religious and doesn't believe in that, you can pay attention to that. Um, if, you know, if you're someone who's into the animals, things like animal testing, um, a lot of the time is more to do with things that are impacting the, the world as well. So things that are impact impacting our climate. And actually, what I would say is the huge surge in, in you know, what we call ethical investing. A lot of this come down to some of the issues that we face in our current climate. Um, and we're becoming more aware of how um, our decisions as, as, a, as, as a race, as a human race, actually impacts the planet that we're on. And so that's fueled a lot of people to actually be more intentional about what they're funding. Okay, so that's probably the most popular one. See um, how much pollution and carbon footprints and that kind of stuff that's going on. Um, and, and that's how you can start. Those are the things that you can focus on. But really and truly, it comes down to, you know, what you value, what's mm. important to you, and then you can start there and then move from there. And it's interesting because people's value systems change and evolve and just go in different places over time. So, for example, Jets, as we know, in the last, again, 10 years or so, um, there's been a large focus on, you know, consumption of meat and eating less meat. So, you know, a rise in people that trying to reduce their meat intake. So think looking at companies that are around plant-based um, and things like that. Yeah. Ten, five years ago, some of those people may not have really been thinking about that. Um, and then as their value systems change, it's like, oh, I've been in this stock um, for the last five years or so, but now I don't actually believe in it. What's your thoughts around that? And remember, let's go back. And this is more around selling, um, doing something about um, a stock that you hold. So what's your thoughts around that when it comes to reasons why someone might want to sell yeah. out? Yeah, like, like I said earlier, it's really down to the individual and what they believe, right? At the end of the day, this is about investing according to your personal belief system and value system. Um, there are some people that say, hey, I may not want to invest in this restaurant because this restaurant, this fast food restaurant, uh, mainly deals out food with lots of salt. And my, my father had high blood pressure, for example. You know, it could be that specific. Um, and, 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 and you're right in saying that people's value systems change. And I think that's perfectly fine. If, you know, you invested in a company that no longer serves um, who you are today or what you believe today, you want to sell out for that purpose, then so be it. I think that's perfectly fine. At the end of the day, like I said earlier, yes, generally we invest in order to re receive a return on our money. Uh, but ever more, increasingly ever more, is people investing in their values. And that's sometimes even more important than the return that some people is getting. So some people are actually... And generally more happy to forego some returns for to, for them to feel that they're actually investing in the right things. And that's another conversation, you know, there is this conversation as to whether investing ethically or investing in line with, with well, ethically is still subjective, in my opinion, mm. but investing um, according to a value system that's quite popular may cause you to actually lose some returns. The example mm. is, you know, in, in the example I used earlier was, the FTSE 100 has some tobacco companies and actually those tobacco companies have had a very long history of paying quite high yields mm. right, in terms of their dividend income. Okay, So if you're going to exclude this from your name, um, from your from, from your portfolio, and, and another one is even oil companies, right? 
again, very well known for paying higher dividends. Mm. If you exclude these from your portfolio, the chances are you're actually going to reduce the income generation of your portfolio. Mm. So you have to ask a question as to whether you're happy to do that and, and if that's okay with you and, and whether you can find opportunities elsewhere to make up for that loss in, in, in returns. Yeah, and, and and I guess to yeah, to make up for the less returns you're gonna get. And and again, some people may feel strongly that my values are much more stronger than what I might, you know, that you know, in terms of what I might um receive against what I'm going to receive now as well. So and I think as we always say on this podcast, is that you know, these decisions are really personal to you, and this is a prime example. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and like you said, the extra thing is, you know, if you, even if you're going through the funded route, um, index funds are known to be the cheapest form of funds, hmm. right? Um, but if you're going to invest ethically, you, you're going to, or invest in annual values, you're going to have to go through an actively managed fund, hmm. um, which will come with higher fees. But again, a lot of people will say, I am happy to pay those extra fees to invest in something that I believe in or to omit investing in something I don't believe in. Got a fun question for you, Jax. A company yeah. we put money in, in time ago, maybe eight, 10, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. the company's been doing great. It's been your best performing stock in your entire portfolio, bringing you amazing returns. Not, <laughs> not, not unimaginable returns, but just amazing returns. Like you've, Oh, you you you're you're just in love with the progress of that particular stock. Mm-hmm. Now, ten years later, this company, you know, things can change. Leadership teams can change. Management teams can change. All of a sudden, their vision just changes up, and it's something. And then, in terms of where they want to go in the next five years, it's completely different and against your value system. But at the same time, ah, this company has been bringing you money, 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 money. <laughs> by the way. We know this happens. It does. What 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 are you saying there, Jax? <laughs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, a, a bit of a pop out here. Uh, what I would do as as a professional, I'm going to sneak away from the retail investor side. Is actually what you find um, is a lot of investment management companies now have an, an, an ever-growing segment of their companies called the stewardship team. And this stewardship team is actually very important because they are the ones who would actually go out and engage with these companies in order to find out how they're running their companies um, and actually you know, help them out to change their value system to match um, or, or to better match the investors, okay? So so what I would do, massive cop out, because I'm not the answer to that question, <laughs> is I would tell my institution team to tell them to fix up. <laughs> but, but all jokes aside, all jokes aside, um, look, if I think the truth of the matter is, and, and if I'm brutally transparent and honest there, is it really comes down to levels. So, yeah. you know, if, if the company is completely going against my value system then it is not i don't care how much money they're returning Mm. nothing is guaranteed in the future anyway i will sell out that company with immediate effect Hmm. um however if they're doing things that are questionable uh then i'm going to question them Mm. 
um, until it gets to the point where I said, you know what, I am sure this company is doing something that is completely out of line with what mm. I believe and what I think is right. And for that reason, I'm out. You're out. You're out. I love it. I love it. No, I mean, I, I think I mentioned on the common mistakes investors make. Um, In my earlier days, I put money into a company um, of investing. Um, I've been investing, what, uh, is it coming up to six years maybe or so? But in my earlier days, I put money into a company. And then, um, I mean, they were doing really well. Um, they're a well-known um, company. Um, but no, they're, they're, what they were doing and their vision um, just really didn't really sit comfortable with me. You know, when you just have that gut feeling inside. Um, and it was on my heart for quite some time. But then I made it. And I rarely, you know me, I invest for the long term. So I rarely sell out of any of my positions um, unless there's a particular reason to do so. And that was probably an anomaly um, where I felt I needed to sell out. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, and you have to remain flexible as an investor if you're invested in single stocks um, to be able to make that decision to say, hey, at this point, uh, it is the right thing to do. It is right for me to sell. Um, and, and actually, um, the great thing is, remember, there are thousands of mm. companies available. So the key thing I would say is, is to find an opportunities elsewhere um, and to redirect your funds to something you believe in, believe in more. And 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 that's the importance of diversification as well. So no, absolutely. And then also in in that case, it was a, a single uh, stock, so it wasn't like a massive part of my portfolio, so to speak. Um, as you know, I'll spend um, a large part of my portfolio will be in um funds essentially as well as opposed to individual stocks. So no, absolutely. Um, Jax, anything else? Actually, before I, um I go over to you for anything, any final points as well. We did just want to give a massive shout out. Um, lot, I think in our last episode, we gave a shout out to Columbus, where they've just been supporting us for a long time, a couple of years now. That's in um, I want in, in the US, sorry. Um, and yeah, if you're listening, do do just reach out to us to say, hey, let us know. Um, because we don't know you yet. But we want to give a shout out to where we've got a load a bunch of new listeners and this is actually in bradford over here in the uk so all of our listeners our new listeners in bradford we see you recognize you let us know how what happened like yeah just a massive shout out to those in bradford. yeah well, well welcome to the world finance podcast and, and i saw it too in the analytics that we had a huge influx of listeners from bradford uh, which is truly amazing so welcome to the world finance podcast you are here with myself, Jax, and the co-host, Peter. Um, on this episode, on this podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. If you want to know more about what we do in the community, because actually, World Finance, first and foremost, was a social enterprise and is a social enterprise. Want to know more about what we do? Head over to www.wokefinance.co.uk. And of course, if you want to engage with us and follow us on social media, we are predominantly on Instagram. That is the Woke Finance Team. So if you search for Woke Finance Team, you will find us, uh, follow us, uh, engage with us, slide in our DMs, let, let us know who you are, and we'll be more than happy to engage with you. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you are gaining tons of value. Come on, come on, come on. A massive shout out to our listeners over there in Bradford and to our listeners all over the world. But Jax, any final points on your side when it comes to investing according to one's values? 
Yeah, I, I think it's a huge uh, topic and it's getting more and more popular, as I said. As someone who works in the industry of asset management and investment management, I am seeing it becoming a profound part of our industry. Many people are now investing in line or be more intentional about investing in line with their value system and are happy to sometimes even forego um, the cheaper fees of index funds or um, the extra, extra kind of forego extra returns um, to get investments in things that they believe in. So it's becoming more and more popular. Um, I do encourage people to, to be more intentional about what they are actively putting their money in. But what I would say is you don't have to beat yourself up if you are someone who is investing in index funds, for example. That's just my opinion. Um, again, it is down to your, your own value system. You may say, hey, I, I just hate having any exposure to some of these companies. Then that's up to you. But I think the key thing is to be true to yourself um, and, and, and what you believe in and then do the right things to to match those belief systems. Be true to yourself, man. <laughs> Let's leave our listeners with that, man. And listeners, just hopefully you've um, found some value in this. Um, if you have, do what you need to do and share it with someone, family fem- member, a friend, social media is all of that. And remember all, stay, stay woke.